Welcome everybody to a first, a first time attempt, a special, special edition of the Wrestling Wars podcast. We have not one, but two distinguished guests at the same time. It's been suggested a few times that we try it. I didn't really want to because we can barely get this 10-man clusterfuck that we call the Wrestling Wars podcast to work on a weekly basis as it is. But I said, you know what? Special situation. We're going to try and see if we can get two guests. So we have both the man of 15,000 matches. He <laughs> He's a writer for WrestlingRumors.net. He has his own website, KB'sWrestlingReviews.com. I always say it wrong. The Honorable yeah, KB. What is it? Say it again. Look, it's K- like... It's KB... There is no S in the middle of it. KBWrestlingReviews.com KBWrestlingReviews.com And we also have our resident... I always want to call it... Yeah. Archaeologist. Our old the man. So. Yeah, yeah. The professor. Shockmaster. He's also here. Uh, and I'm now, I think, officially middle-aged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a birthday. What'd you turn the other day? 43? 30, 35. 35. Dang, you are old. Someone said I was halfway to 40. I'm like, nah, I'm halfway to 70. Well, <laughs> technically, you were, yeah. You're halfway to 40 about 15 years ago. So, but yeah. we'll let that slide. Um, so, we are all ready to go. We got Survivor Series tomorrow night or tonight, whenever you guys are listening to this. Um, I guess the most pertinent news to start off with here is... Um, I guess uh, the 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 hacktivist group. The, I don't even like seeing the word hacktivist. That makes me feel a little bit like I should go put on some Birkenstocks right now. Um, the hacktivist group, Anonymous, has revealed um, some information. It was kind of vague what exactly it was, like an information list. They hacked the records of uh, of ISIS, the terrorist group. Um, and they have a list of potential targets for tomorrow. Uh, and one of them, the only U.S. listed potential target on Sunday, is the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Motherfucking ISIS, man! Now, as of right now, um, the FBI has not been able to find any credible threat or information or um, anything that would insinuate that this is actually going to happen. But uh, it has everybody on pretty high alert here this evening. WWE has sent out a a statement saying that Survivor Series is going to continue as planned. And my remarks earlier was, knowing Vince McMahon, uh, the percentage chance that he is going to have some sort of reference or segment referencing this situation with an overall message going outward of, uh, suck my fucking balls you terrorist pieces of shit, is around 110%. That is gonna fucking happen on that show tomorrow night. What say you all about this situation? Dang, they really don't want Reigns to win. Right? Even fucking, <laughs> like, the te- <laughs> I mean, he's not that bad. Even terrorists are gonna fucking... <laughs> Watch Reigns about to win, and then a terrorist attack goes on, and there's a fucking pop to stop fucking Reigns from winning. Oh, that's a Jim Cornette level joke. Chucky, what do you think? It's the Undertaker's 25th anniversary. They're avenging Muhammad Hassan. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, it, it you got to take it seriously, obviously, because when you consider there's NFL games and a NASCAR championship tomorrow, and the only U.S. target is Survivor Series when there's other bigger targets and more important events going on, you know, it, it you got to ser- take it a little serious. But, yeah, Vince is going to 
have a big fuck you probably tomorrow night. That's what interests me about it is, you know, there's a lot bigger... There's NFL games, there's a NASCAR race. Like, there seems like there's a lot bigger... Bigger targets out there for them to try and get after. I don't... Picking well, Survivor Series, of all things, is kind of kind of surprising. Well, maybe they're thinking that it's easier... It's a smaller venue and might be easier to get into. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, and I guess it, it all depends, because at different places I've been to, they have different different stuff. Like at uh, the Barclays Center for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, it was um, it was full-on, you know, scans and metal detectors and stuff. Yeah, with, so, uh, with, with Rupp Arena, they just make you pull up your shirt and make sure you don't have a gun on you. Yeah, That's so really I, about it. I think that, you know, would have been... And obviously now, there's going to be plenty of fucking security there, so... Oh, yeah, which there's nothing wrong with being overly cautious with something like that. Yeah, cons- considering last week, you know, you, yeah. you gotta... It's better be safe than sorry. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're gonna be pestered for, like, five minutes getting in, because it's not like it's, you know, the easiest thing in the world to get into in the first place, so this isn't gonna... I don't think it's really gonna bother anybody that much. Yeah, I don't think, uh... If I were to predict, I mean, I'd, I'd say the chances are insanely low that something actually does happen, and with the uh, boat boosted up security, um, yeah. hey, maybe that group, you know, did something good for everybody and, and yeah. thwarted even a chance of it happening by putting it out there. So that part is cool. Uh, I guess other, you know, back to, back to the good news. We go from the worst of the worst to the best of the best. Some news dropped this week and was directly followed by a series of leaked photographs that were fucking awesome that NXT in this next upcoming year um, are planning on, you know, for quite some time, uh, all of us has referred to NXT as the as Ring of Honor on steroids, as, you know, the top, tip of the top, as far as people who are not on the WWE roster are all going to go there and, you know, it'll be a work rate-based promotion, um, really simplistically, really simple storylines, and a lot of focus on in-ring action. We've all said, you know, that's what it's been, and in 2016, the report says that uh, that's exactly what they're planning on fully embracing and being, and in other words, all restrictions that they've usually had, they usually shy away from signing big Ring of Honor guys, from signing big TNA guys, especially from signing NJPW guys, all of those restrictions are going to be lifted, and basically, if you can work and put on a badass match, and if you got a little bit bu- a little bit of buzz behind you, even better. They're going to become cl- pretty much close to a full-fledged touring brand whose objective is to try and make some money uh, by cashing in on this niche audience, and they're going to sign every badass motherfucker that they can. Um, with that, on the same day. Pictures leaked of Austin Aries, Gunner, James Storm, and what appeared to be, by all rights, AJ Styles at the NXT tapings the other night. Um, Obviously, there aren't really a whole lot of words to sum up how fucking awesome this is, but... Go ahead and give give us your take on it. KB, go ahead first. Well, the first thing that amazes me is about, I'd say, I guess it was a year and a half, two years ago, I met every single one of those people at the same TNA show. They were <laughs> all on the same card. Yeah. And it's amazing that those people are all just... Oh, and Team 3D was there, too. 
all those people are coming to WWE, and it it makes me smile when I. It's bad that they're probably going under, but with all these people just jumping straight to WWE from TNA, my goodness, they're going to be. Well, they'll still keep going on until after long after we're all dead. But yeah. whatever. With on Pop TV uh, for this month at least. Um, as for NXT though, could it? Get, you keep thinking it can't get any better, and then this news comes. It just there are. There's a line on EC on the rise and fall of ECW where it just keeps getting higher and higher and higher, and that's what's going on here. There is no I have. When's the last time you heard something that disappointed you about NXT? Yeah, nothing really, and uh, you know we've been we've been worried about it, you know, possibly jumping the shark for a little while now. But that was a year ago that we started talking. If if if, <laughs> if this all comes to fruition, then I think we got at least another year to wait to have to con- just concern ourselves with that. Shocky, how did this make you feel? It's awesome. You got that WWE network, and it needs content. Um, I just wonder if they're going to expand NXT a little bit from an hour show to a two-hour show. I I don't like that idea, but if you're going to start bolstering the roster with some pretty big names, uh, you're going to have to get a little bit more. Yeah, you kind of have to, because already, right now, you go sometimes a few weeks without seeing people who are supposed to be pretty pertinent on the show. And if you want to continue to put developmental people on there and give them squash matches and give them time, it's going to be tough to to mix that with a with a freshly beefed up roster of uh, badass workers. Uh, not to mention you want to give time on the show for those badass workers to put on badass matches. So, yeah, I could definitely see it expanding to possibly two hours in the near future. Um, I also wonder if they're going to want to expand the full cell facility a little bit, as right now it only fits. I'm sure KB will fucking know this. Uh, you know, somewhere around 200 people, 300 I've two, people. I've heard 250 before. Yeah, 250, 300. So if you guys, if you got those kind of names coming in, I mean, I got to imagine you want to run a slightly larger uh, facility for your, I'm not saying, you know, big arenas like the usual WWE show, but, you know, 800 to 1,000, something something in the realm yeah. of how big the impact zone was. And they're going to be testing out that uh, University of Central Florida's basketball arena for that. January taping, so... Yeah, I think they it, said that holds 7,500. Yeah, so that that's along the lines. If you can get... I don't think it, should, it would be an every taping deal, but you can use you can definitely use that arena if it works out well in January, and if it grows, the, the audience demands that it grows. But the good thing is, is with Samoa Joe coming in, he's kind of broken the mold yep. for all these TNA, TNA guys, and... And it, not only that, not only did he come in, but he got to keep his name. That's what that was. Yeah, a huge he got thing to keep too. his name, which is a kind of big fuck you to CM Punk and that whole <laughs> group of people that you know all WWE just wants to put stupid names on guys, which they did, and they deserve the flack they got for it. But there's not a whole lot of heat on Joe for the uh, Tyson Kidd injury too, because he's in a main event spot now too. Yep. So that wasn't a big negative that kept all the other independent guys from coming in. So it's a big culture shift, I guess, where you see Triple H just kind of taking over the the thinking down there, as opposed to the McMahon clan. It's looking. Which, go ahead, Kibi. Which it's it just keeps getting better and better because the thing is they don't even need to. They can bring those guys in on a staggered schedule. Can you imagine just if like one month or one takeover, uh, Aries comes in and the next one Style shows up completely unannounced? Yeah. That's... Uh, you can the the roof of Full Sail will be pulled back down from orbit and launched up again. Well, Makes that, you wonder. 
what they got planned for Mania weekend too. If, oh if gosh, this, yeah, this is what they're starting to lay the foundation for. And that, um, I think just because of how where Triple H came from, what he remembers about the Monday Night Wars and things, I think you're gonna get a lot less of, uh, you know, uh, pre-announced or vignetted. Uh, uh, debuts. I think people are just going to pop up and they're just going to surprise you and then just come walking out, you know, the way that Joe did, the way that James Storm did the last time he showed up. I think you're going to see a lot of that. And um, stuff's awesome, man. Like, like we said, we just keep on thinking it can't get better, and it does keep getting better. When's the last time you got to say that about WWE? <laughs> right. It's, it just can't possibly it, get any has, better! Has it ever been said? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, I know what we're not fucking saying it about. Survivor Series. Uh, <laughs> God. Well, well, we we can cover... <laughs> Here we go. We're starting. Um, the one thing we'll, we'll discuss a little bit about Raw. Um, Cesaro and Reigns was, was fine. Wasn't as quite... Wasn't quite what I thought it was. Wasn't quite what I thought it would be. There we go. Uh, but it was still a very good match. Um, Kevin Owens and Neville was the same thing that it always is. Uh, pretty good, but short. Uh, so much for that whole Callisto thing, right? That's fucking... Yeah. Goodness gracious. That that, yeah. that lasted all of a fucking four days, but... Then he lost in two minutes on SmackDown if you didn't see it. Did he? To uh, Big E. Though it looks... Well, it looks like they were setting up a... Um... A six-man, because the other New Day members uh, helped a lot. Well, yeah, I was thinking of that today. What do you think we're going to get as far as... Because they have to throw in, like, a random traditional ten-man elimination match, I would think. Yeah. Well, so... they, they announced one on WWE.com. They just didn't say who was going to be in it yet. They said there will oh, be. Oh, okay, okay, okay. See, so, good, I mean, good, so... good thing we know a day before that we still don't have anybody in the big draw name draw match for Survivor Series. We don't have the traditional lineup set yet with 24 hours to go it'll be new day and barrett sheamus barrett and sheamus yeah probably against um lucha dragons dudley boys because it's always the dudley boys and ryback and ryback because ryback was that? Yeah, the Uso. Yeah, maybe. Deadly Boys and the Usos and Ryback. Um, well, you would think it would be the Dragons because Ryback came out to save them on Friday. Or on, yeah. On SmackDown. Okay, so yeah, maybe that. There you go. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that segment now because that segment was fucking actually pretty fucking cool. Actually pretty pretty good, pretty fun. Yeah, because my thinking is maybe they do a six-man there and then another group of people gets the Survivor Series match. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um so back to Raw. It's it's I almost it's like a situation like in like Anchorman, you know, where Will Ferrell says, "I'm not even mad. I'm actually kind of impressed." I almost am left impressed by the fact that WWE managed to take something so fucking classless as using uh, Charlotte Flair's dead brother in an angle. Not only did they do that and cause outrage among so many people who thought it was a terrible thing to do, and allow me to say, 
it was a terrible thing to do from both the aspect of morally to where it's fucking sick to use that and business-wise, because I'm going to tell you something right now, uh, using David Flair's... David Flair. Reed Flair's uh, tragic death is not going to sell even one more ticket or one more fucking subscription. It's not going to do anything. You can sit there and use somebody's tragic death uh, to try and for an angle to try and dramatize the storyline, but God forbid fucking somebody bleeds a little bit on the show, something that people have been doing for years and years in pro wrestling. Not only did they use this in an angle, but then when everybody flipped the fuck out about it, rightfully so, they tried to shift blame onto Charlotte and say, oh, well, we wouldn't have put this on her unless the talent had strongly advocated for it. Um, which is the absolute opposite of what you're supposed to do in a situation like that. You are accountable. You are in charge. You own the company. You are you take fucking responsibility. You are supposed to be the one who knows better. And that's even if we're going to accept if these girls actually quote unquote air quote fingers strongly advocated for the angle. Strongly advocated is a very subjective fucking phrase in my mind when it comes to especially this, which makes it even more fucking disgusting that they tried to put this on her and say, oh, well, she was really pushing for it, so we were just following the talent's wishes. Fuck you, man. That's terrible. With what you were saying about not selling a ticket, the inter- the thing that kept popping up to me, and I get why they went this way, Does how many people do you think actually know the circumstances of Reed's death? Yeah. I mean, exactly. I know some of us do, but they never actually say his name. They, I mean, are they just expecting people to say, oh, her brother died? Okay. She has a brother? Like, yeah. is it David? You know, just how many people are actually going to remember that? Because, I mean, Reed, he was on Nitro when he was, like, 12. And yeah. other than that, that's really the last most people heard of him for the next 15 years. I mean, how many people heard that he know that he passed away or how he passed away? It's just, like, what was the appeal? I don't get what this was supposed to be. I get it that it's Paige trying to get inside of Charlotte's head, but I mean, you might want to try that by like taking shots at Rick, who people actually have heard of. Yeah, I mean, Reed just is not that. I mean, it's he's not well known. I mean, th- that story is not well-known except to a handful of fans. And I, I don't know who they're trying to... What the appeal of this was supposed to be. So, yeah, so, I mean, because at least you can kind of... With the Eddie Guerrero thing, everybody knew what happened. Oh, yeah. It just happened. Okay, I can see that. But, like, you're, you're right. Reed is kind of a, a obscure person to reference, especially when you have the Ric Flair angle to take. So, what the fuck? Well, they were in Greenville, weren't they? I don't know if they just assumed that the people in Flair country knew what the story was, but yeah, it, it just wasn't very well thought out. I do, now I do believe for a second, I don't believe the story that Ric Flair didn't know. I, I just can't see that one of the sacred cows that Triple H is, that they would run an angle like that with the Jerry Lawler heart attack angle. I, I just think everything is a work at this point. And I just don't believe for a second Flair wasn't in on that to try to get his. 
The game, that was the an underrated thing that just got said. Well, are you trying to tell me that you don't think Jerry Lawler's fucking heart attack was a real thing? No, no, I'm talking about <laughs> the, the angles that they used afterwards. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Trying okay, to okay. Prov- you know, provoke yeah. reaction. <laughs> we were, no, I were about to have a long talk yeah, about that yeah. one. I believe Jerry Lawler had a heart attack, but, you know, for them to use... No, I'm not saying that that would be a bad thing to say. That'd be fucking awesome if that was a work. I feel like that was the best shit ever. Yeah, Yeah, at this point, I mean, it's almost you think the screw job, you know, is a work with what, you know, the the pipe bomb ended up being a giant work, and then the Eddie Guerrero between his death being used tastelessly with Rey Mysterio, the Rey Mysterio child support and custody thing. (laughs) That company does whatever. It will exploit whatever they can. Why they decided to go with that with Paige and Charlotte, I don't know. I know they want to make Charlotte the golden girl of the business, of the the Divas revolution, but... and And I guess it makes Paige the heel that they've been trying to make her... You know, because even the Smarks are going to look at that and be like, you know, that's not even something that you get behind. You know, it's not even like a cool thing to cheer. Yeah, but as a a Smark, you know what happened. And so, you know, like, you're not going to look at that and be like, ooh, Paige is such a heel. You're going to look at the WWE and be like, yo, you're a bunch of pieces of shit for that. I I, I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's, I mean, they, Charlotte doesn't really have a character and this is pretty much the closest thing she has to one. And if this is really the best they can do, they've got more problems than they already know what to do with. This Divas Revolution, it's going nowhere for a variety of reasons. And I appreciate... Which which for... are many and varied. <laughs> yeah. Um, though it has gotten a little bit better with Nikki finally gone for a little while. Just Thank for, goodness. Everybody else just for a breath of air. Mm-hmm. Um... But it's, it's sharp. They need to have some kind of character development. So I'll give them points for trying something and for giving them the last spot, which oddly enough got some of the best third hour ratings in months. Wow. Uh, though that might be because the because the uh, Monday Night Football was horrible. I mean, who would want to watch the yeah, Bengals on Monday Night God, Football? Don't even talk about that. <laughs> <It's just fast laughs> that was slick. That, that was good. <laughs> Gave me with the sleight of hand. Uh, you kidding? My dad's a Browns fan. I'm used to this. Ah, um, yeah. Um, but they they tried something, and I think they were just trying to be too edgy with it, and it didn't quite it didn't work the way they were hoping for. Because I don't think the problem is this Sunday or tomorrow they'll have a match. It'll be okay. The angle probably won't be referenced, and it'll be another thing on the long list of stuff that. Well, remember when that happened, like, six months ago? Because no one's going to talk about it until then. Yeah. I don't see big things. And I guess since we're talking about, you know, the quality of what we expect on Sunday, we could go ahead and move into our Survivor Series preview section of the show. Uh, Charlotte and Paige. This is going to be, this is almost, this is like borderline. Remember how we talked about in the last episode, KB, about how the the build to, to WrestleMania 25... And Randy yeah. Orton sexually assaulted Stephanie McMahon, and then Triple H broke into Randy Orton, Orton's house and threw him through a window, and then they settled it in a, a regular, regular match. wrestling match. Not even regular, with, with additional restrictions on it. Yeah. <laughs> with additional restrictions to cut down on violence, because we wouldn't want any of that. Uh, now we're going to have Paige talking shit on 
Charlotte's brother who died in a tragic fucking situation, and now they're going to settle it in a regular wrestling match. Um, what are we expecting from this thing? Shocky, go ahead. I I would expect that this feud's going to get drug out a little longer. I, there's really not a whole lot of options yet, unless you want to go Charlotte Sasha, but I think it's a little too early for that. And then Paige Becky Lynch just doesn't have a very appealing sound to me just quite yet so I think the money is either in this feud continuing a little while and they might trade the title or just going Charlotte Sasha already but I I would expect Charlotte to come out with the title in this match I like it KB what about you Uh, I think it's all going to depend on how long they get if this is another 6 or 7 minute match that they could do on any given Raw it's going to be your run-of-the-mill Divas match, which has some good moments, but uh, I'm with Shockey. I think it's going to wind up being just the We Want Sasha Chance dominating because Sasha has pretty much disappeared in the last yeah. few weeks <laughs> because, as usual, they can only handle two characters at once, and the idea of... Ha- Does Sasha even have a character right now? Much like Becky and Her, her character is having people chant that they want to watch her wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> So she's Cesaro. Yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, with Charlotte to retain here, in theory, setting up uh, a match with Sasha down the line. Or possibly a possibly a rematch or a triple threat. A triple threat would be fun, or a fatal four-way or something. But I guess, well. Depending on the time. Alas. If they, if, they only get, if they only get six or seven minutes for any match, it's not going to matter. you got TLC coming up, too, so you might be able to get away with giving them a gimmick match of some sort at that pay-per-view. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Uh, speaking of interesting or not interesting at all, uh, well, what are we going to go with? For, okay, well, not interesting at all. We can go with that. Tyler Breeze and Dolph Ziggler started off a program, then separated, and now they've come back to one another with Dolph Ziggler uh, defiling the sacred VIP section in the margaritas that Tyler Breeze and Char- Summer Rae bring out. Um, how do we think this is going to go? Do we even fucking care? Yeah. Um, well, the thing... Breeze seems like a guy... I mean, I've said this for two years now. Like a guy destined to have hit his ceiling a long time ago. Uh, a win over Dolph Ziggler... Uh, it's kind of like having Summer Rae as your manager. Everyone's been there. It doesn't really do anything for anybody. What? The, yeah. What does it do for him at this point? But I mean, Breeze should win. There's no logical reason to say he shouldn't. So I'm going to go with Ziggler via a super kick because both these guys use super kicks like half the freaking roster. Did you see the other night on SmackDown? This was very cutesy. Um, that Breeze is using using the unprettier now. Yeah, that made me happy because that nice. Yeah, exactly. It fits. It fits with his character. It's called the Imprettier. It's a really effective looking uh, finishing move. I like that. I like that. But anyways, what do you think, Chucky? I'll go with Breeze just to play devil's advocate. He's the new guy. He, he they both don't have any momentum going on. And like KB said, a win I think for either one of them does nothing for the other. It's just the it's the battle of future enhancement talent and card openers and I'm not really interested in this thing they just have done a 
very poor job with getting Breeze on the main roster. It's just very lackluster compared to some of the other NXT. And I know he doesn't have the fanfare that some of the recent NXT call-ups have had, but this it's just so ho-hum at this point with Tyler Breeze. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, I can agree with you guys. I can see uh, not a lot going on with this match. Either way, uh, I guess I'll go with Breeze only because my common sense simply will not let me say anything else. <laughs> Just because of what what sense does it make to have to have Breeze lose his first big feud, um, especially to someone who's practically a high profile jobber like like Dolph Ziggler. So we'll go with Breeze. The Ballyhooed World Championship Tournament going down. They pat they already passed up the first opportunity, KB, that me and you talked about to make this cool and have a Cesaro win in a, win in an upset and then have Roman Reigns somehow snake his way back into the tournament to then turn heel. That did not occur. Um We've lamented over and over how a Roman Reigns heel turn would just be so great and how he has all the tools and he already has some heel mannerisms like that heel smirk and the way he talks. It would be great. Before we get into the thoughts on the tournament, all I want to say is how fucking cool is it that inside of a calendar year, Kevin Owens has gone from bingo halls to compete I mean he's not he probably won't make the finals but he is in effect competing for the world heavyweight championship on Sunday that's not bad that's fucking awesome it's good for him yeah, yeah. um what are we thinking of this semifinal Roman Reigns Alberto Del Rio uh kind of damned if we do damned if we don't uh, same thing for WWE what do they do do they fucking do they Beat the guy who just came in less than a month ago who pinned, pinned John Cena clean? Or do they have their golden boys step down and step aside? I think they hope the terrorists attack then. <laughs> uh, probably, I think they will just have Del Rio put up a big fight and then lose and then wonder why the U.S. title has gone completely downhill in the span of about a month. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- th- there's no stopping Reigns in this, barring a major swerve at the end. Reigns is easily getting to the finals. Uh, yeah, you. I, go oh, you go ahead. Sorry. Uh, you go uh, ahead and look at this this tournament bracket, and I think if we were all filling out a bracket for money, this is about the most chalk final four that you could see coming. You saw the bracket. Everybody knew that this is what we were getting at the pay per view. You yeah. know, we might have hoped for something else, but. It was going to be some combination of Reigns, ADR, Ambrose, and Kevin Owens. Uh, I guess it works for Reigns that you, in theory, ADR is probably more hated by the the smart marks than anybody. If you can't get a a positive reaction for Reigns against Alberto Del Rio, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I, I obviously Reigns is going to win that match. That's I mean it, this this is Reigns on a freight train to the final. Yeah. And our other semifinal. Um So what do you guys think we're looking at? Do you think we're looking at a a Kevin Owens um Roman Reigns finale or a Kev, or a a uh Reigns Roman Reigns Ambrose finale? That's a good question. Uh, I could see this one going either. I think they're going to go with Ambrose because 
if they can manage to have two champions lose in one night, they're going to go as fast as they can with it. Um, I, I just... Owen's reigns would be fun and would probably add... I don't think there'd be as much drama with it, but I'd, I think it's going to be uh, Ambrose moving on. Uh, hopefully, I, I mean, Owens isn't going to walk out on a chance to go for the world title, but yeah. I'm hoping it's not by clean pin, just because this that match before the tournament, they, it was pretty clear they were building towards Owens versus Ambrose anyway. Um, so I'm thinking that they'll have probably a rematch somewhere down the line, probably for the probably well, for the title. Well, if you think about it, if they're trying to if they're trying to transition into a full on, you know, let's put Roman Reigns over. Real strong. This is the the new face of the company. Um, ending it in a face versus heel traditional match might end up being the way that they go. You know, you put you have because then you'll get your program between Ambrose and Owens as Owens you know somehow manages to fuck over Ambrose, gets to the final, um, and then it's him and Reigns, and then Reigns steamrolls through basically steamrolls through every top heel that they have on the way to the belt and. There you go. I mean, I, I I could definitely see that as being as a, as a plausible scenario, a, a doomsday scenario to everybody who was hoping for something outside of the box to happen. But I think the most inside the box thing you could expect here is it coming down to Owens and Reigns as Reigns plows through every major heel that they have. Yeah. Well, what you just said there is interesting because the problem with 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 the tournament final as a whole. They have to turn somebody because let's say Reigns wins the title and stays face. Who does he feud with then? There's no one left after that. This is true. I mean, uh, well, yeah. Let's go yeah. ahead and go to the ultimate, ultimate that. doomsday yeah. fucking prediction, which is: Did Kevin you guys Kevin? notice that they haven't really mentioned? I yeah, I was gonna mention that. Haven't yeah. really mentioned the Money in the Bank contract lately. And Sheamus wasn't on Raw. I don't think he was on SmackDown. You know what that usually means. Yeah. You can have, have Reigns beat Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens just getting pissed off <laughs> and fucking Reigns over, and out comes, you know, Sheamus with the briefcase, and there you're, there you go, and you got, you got something for Reigns and Sheamus to do for, up until the Rumble. Yeah. And that, I don't, that would that wouldn't be the worst match in the world either. No, it would no. be a good match, but I just don't I don't know if anybody's I, really. I don't think anybody's looking, Yeah, I don't think anybody's looking forward to a Sheamus title reign, but we're gonna get it here at some point with that briefcase hanging out. Yeah. It's just I guess it's better just to get it out of the way. I, in my opinion, just get that briefcase out of here. Edge, <laughs> it, it, it's the Dixie Carter treatment. It's like a trip to the dentist office. No one's looking forward to it, but it might not be that bad. <laughs> Let's get this over with. Well, and what I could... Uh, I don't even know. Like, the... Could you see, uh, possibly, just because they want to go... They really are so focused on going the full way with this. Could you see an unthinkable situation of him plow, him literally plowing through every heel they have? Like, he... Now, think about this, because they booked him, you know, as Superman, Iron Man, Reigns. I could see him fucking beating Del Rio, beating Owens, and then defending it from Sheamus, <laughs> and then winning that, too. Maybe. They're like, and oh, it... Roman Reigns is fucking awesome. Look at this. Behold. <laughs> like, I could see they... that happening as well. I could, too. But again, what do you do for TLC, then? 
Who cares? That's what they're going to say. <laughs> That's we got Roman point. Reigns. He's awesome. Who cares? I mean, there there are no heels left for him. To have, that would be a credible threat to him if he plows through the entire uh, field here. Well, the only thing that then they could do, which he's not a heel, is you do Reigns Lesnar too at some point as the one guy that he couldn't quite beat, though he was it was close at the end. Which would work much better if he was a heel. Yeah, because that's that to me is the fucking ultimate scenario that plays out here is that Reigns fucks over Ambrose in the finals turns heel, is going along his merry little way, beating everybody, and then, at about number 18 or 20 in the Royal Rumble, that fucking music hits, here comes Lesnar, he's beating the fuck out of everybody, he wins the Rumble, and now we got a showdown between Lesnar and Reigns, Reigns whooped his ass, he didn't beat Lesnar, but Lesnar didn't beat him, Reigns is the heel, Lesnar's the badass champion, the fucking authority throws a bunch of obstacles on his way on the way to Mania. 100,000 people, the new badass awesome heel against Brock Lesnar. And then that could go either which way. I would like to see a, a heel Reigns somehow manage to beat Brock Lesnar. You know, imagine the fucking heat that that would get him. Yeah. Um, now, as cool as that might be, what's something they might actually do? Because they're not going to try something like that because it would make too much sense. Unfortunately, that's what sucks. Is it's I so simple I and fucking obvious, but yeah, I love eh, the idea. But eh. They're not going to try something like that. They'll probably try to turn Lesnar heel again for Mania, the smarkiest show of the year, well, second smarkiest, and then wonder why it doesn't work. Yeah, I can see them doing the exact scenario I just said, but with the roles reversed, with yeah. with Reigns being the the face that's getting booed by forty five percent of the crowd at every show, and Lesnar being the heel, quote unquote heel, that's getting cheered by sixty five percent of the crowd at every show, which makes yeah, it ten percent yeah. of the crowd. Yeah, we're going into the Rumble season, so you know they're going to stop listening to the crowd and do yeah. whatever the hell they want <laughs> to do. Is, this is the annual time when we stop listening to the crowd. The, the annual Royal Rumble over of the fans. Yeah. I think if we agree tomorrow night at, at the most intriguing final match is Ambrose Reigns. And, uh, just because there is the potential for a turn in there somewhere. Yeah. Where Owens and Reigns is more, you know, just straight face versus heel. You know, Ambrose yeah. and Reigns does have the, the intrigue of the, not just two partners, happen. but two yeah. brothers that have been there for well, now, this will be the third year. Hey, that That's the intriguing match. Yeah. Because they, they've done a really good job of keeping those two solid, even though they don't work together all the time. Yeah. Well, but the thing with me, I you know, I'm still not fully convinced just because of the way, the way that they've been so hammering at home. Like, Roman Reigns, like, being so adamant about oh I don't sell out I do everything on my own you're my yeah. brother I'm I would never do that da, 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 da. that makes me think they're trying to set us up I'm hoping that's what it is that's I how just... I thought about it the second that when Reigns and Triple H were doing their big speech to start the tournament it felt like that like they were trying to set it up where shock and awe shock and awe he decided I'll take the easy way after going the hard way the whole time Shocky has no faith he's like no <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, no, I, it, it would be the best as far as storytelling goes. It, it's the most compelling story to have Reigns turn 
because like you guys are saying he's got some mannerisms already the crowd wants to boo him as much as he's done good for the last year since the Lesnar match to kind of get some of that crowd back the majority of the crowd still wants to boo that guy and and they want to cheer Ambrose but see that's the thing they might even turn Ambrose heel when they're not even listening to the crowd at all and then that's just going to blow up in their face oh if they turn Ambrose turning would be the absolute the only that's up there with making Alberto champion that's how dumb that would be that's just yeah that would be which is why it's so strongly possible. Fucking opposite land, if they wanted to. Yeah, that, they'll think of it. They'll be like, oh, it's such a swerve. It's so cool. Like, da 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 Oh, this is so great. Like, nobody expected this. Uh, well, nobody expected it because it's fucking stupid. Not you the... fucking, you know, jump in a submarine, you don't expect it to have a fucking screen door on it because it's so <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Now this thing is flooding and we're all going to fucking die. That's about what that would be like. Although I do see some kind, some appeal of how neat would it be, and I think Ambrose has the range to do this. If he, if he turned and shocked everybody, and then the next night he comes out as fucking corporate Ambrose, like he has his fucking hair done, has a suit on, like is talking shit, like you know, you guys treated me like this or that, and I know who really cares about, and like just radically changes the way he presents himself. That would be kind of fucking interesting I think actually it would be though it kind of goes completely in the face of uh, the reasons that they didn't want Brian to be the guy because Brian and Ambrose are roughly the same size well that was like a year ago KB nobody fucking yeah. remembers that well that's, that's what, this is what the WWE thinks that's what I'm saying uh, nobody you. fucking remembers that so it doesn't matter we'll do this now I think that would be a cool a neat presentation uh maybe because I do remember, um, I was watching Mania, what was it, Mania 29 the other night when when Shield was still heel, and Ambrose comes back with the slicked back hair. Mm-hmm. He looks completely different like that. Yeah. Like, like now he's a step above being homeless. But yeah. <laughs> Well, I heard the, the description the other day. He looks like a like an angry hairdresser. Okay. With a... <laughs> <laughs> with that the with the works. with the black tank top and the skinny jeans and the fucking hair, he looks that like a like an angry hairdresser from L.A. or something. <laughs> if he if he can pull it off, I mean, kudos to him. I, I I don't know if he's got that type of range as a character, you know, as, you know to to pull something like that off. But it, it would definitely be interesting. Yeah, but you would have to go a complete one eighty with him. Yeah, you know, he couldn't remotely be what he is right now. You would have to turn him in to the corporate asshole and, and to get people to buy in because that's the only way a heel turn would work with them. So I can see that I kind of see that happening just because the WWE likes to be fucking too cute for its own good sometimes. Yeah. But I think we're all in agreement here that the best case scenario is corporate reigns. Just do it. Just give it to us. It's so simple. It writes itself. Please. I think I think we'll all be on our knees screaming to the heavens how great this is. I mean, not just that, but there's a there's a hole in the roster for great heels. Just think about that. Think about if Reigns turns heel and takes that belt, and then guess who's coming back next month? Fucking John Cena. And then Reigns and Cena can have a match at Royal Rumble, and Cena can fucking put him over. If they Think about that fucking showdown. Cena and, and heel Reigns, who just turned on all the fans. Well, Reigns will at least... 
Grains will right. at least win the first one. <laughs> he'll yeah. probably lose the feud, <laughs> yeah. but he'll win the first match. Let's not forget that. Alberto Del Rio, you think this is over? Just wait. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> well, that way they can have Cena win his sixth U.S. title, with, because that's another record of flares that we'll have to hear about for six months. Now, I know we're all pretty hard set on Taker versus Cena, but that would be a cool storyline, too. Cena comes back. Wins the Rumble, does something. It's seen in Reigns, WrestleMania, hundred thousand people. Reigns is the fucking man. Cena is the old guard. He's trying to break, tie that uh, world championship record in front of a hundred thousand people. Another one that writes his fucking self. Buddy, you're getting awful close to implying that Cena is the linchpin that holds all these stories together, and that I'm he's just actually valuable. Well, he could be if, they, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might have to turn your smart card for that one. But. Reigns will probably just win and beat everybody and feud with himself, I guess, for a couple months, and then... Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Um, Speaking of fuck it, I almost want to say that with this whole Undertaker... Man, did we go from from the fucking... From the penthouse to the outhouse with this fucking one, didn't we? We were all so yeah. excited with so much potential of what could possibly happen here, and now it's gonna be Rowan and Luke Harper against Undertaker and Kane. I thought they said it was going to be... Well, did they ever say who it was officially going to be? No, they didn't. I'm just... I was just guessing the least interesting grouping. Well, uh, on SmackDown, the only one of the three that talked... uh, Wyatt did say... I think Wyatt pretty much did say he was going to be one of the three. Or one of the two. Okay. I mean... Um, And and then the only one of the other three that talked was Strowman. Was Strowman, yeah. So it's... I don't think they ever said it, but I think it's been heavily implied. Yeah, I would pay, I'd bet money on Strowman and Bray at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I missed your guys' last show. I wasn't a part of it, so I'll fucking rant here for a second. <laughs> Go for it, yes! How in the hell do you have a pay-per-view built on faction versus factions? You have a group of people that has four members in it, and you don't have them involved in a traditional fucking Survivor Series match? How goddamn ass backwards is this bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking road itself, and they screwed up the unscrewable. (laughs) Y'all have an archaeologist talking like this right now. WWE, do you hear this? This man is college-educated heavily. This is the 25th anniversary of The Undertaker. You got four guys, and they screwed it up. All right, I'm going to go take a breath here for a second and you guys do whatever. <laughs> I had to get off that my chest. That, that's that been bugging me for about two weeks as I've told you in a <sighs> private text message when I first can, found that out. We can tell. Yeah, <sighs> uh, I mean, you know what, maybe I'm just too fucking uh, optimistic in the way I look at things. I guess all hope will be lost when the final bell rings. When Kane and the Undertaker have pinned whoever these Wyatt family members, one, two, three, clean in the middle of the ring, and they sulk back to the back, and then, like, that's it. Yeah. However, up until then, there's still, still, just a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Maybe they show up, and the Wyatt family's like, oh, never mind, we flipped the script. It's a fucking, it's a, not to mention, the show is in fucking Atlanta! (laughs) Yeah, I know where you're going with this. Hello? Fucking Sting? Really? 
shows in Atlanta and you can't and it's a four man tag match where they're gonna have to pick up where you have cosmic figures fighting against each other and Sting is not <sighs> that's all you can do but who knows maybe they show up the Wyatt family is is uh, we had flipped the script on you now it's a four against two it's a real Survivor Series match and they say oh well we got some partners ready to go and then we get our moment, and then you can set up programs through this close of the show. I won't give up hope until that last bell rings. Well, I mean, the thing is, the, on I went to check uh, WWE.com to see if they had officially named the partners. It doesn't look like they have. But there's a graphic with the brothers and then all four Wyatts. And, see? oh, that looks cool. See? But it's not what we're getting. No, well, maybe. That's what I'm saying, though. Maybe. What's that? You're giving them too much credit. Yeah, you're going to be disappointed. Maybe that's what we might end up getting. It's still yeah, I, show- I will apologize. <laughs> the next time I am on, I will apologize for profusely, profusely. Yeah. <laughs> I it's, but it's just it's so hard to to take this match seriously when the brothers already came out and whooped all four of their asses in London. <laughs> That just kills this Twice! Weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All we can do is just stare off quietly into desolation. I should have just ended the show right there. It's fun <laughs> <this>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. The brothers are going over. Um, yeah. Damn shame. And somehow that's the entire show. Yeah, that's uh, Charlotte Page, Ziggles, the tournament, and the BOD squashing the Wyatt family once again. Um, and then hopefully we'll get a, a fun, a fun uh, traditional Survivor Series match with a bon- in there as well. With a bonus, with a bonus match, it's hard to complain because it wasn't advertised. If it's any good, great. It'll eat up 25 minutes. So how, what are we thinking? Um, at the outset, me personally, I think. The show still, as much as they've tried to ruin it, still has a lot of potential. It does. There's a lot of potential here. A lot. If nothing else, the one good thing that we will get, we will get some awesome history packages on Undertaker. Yeah, you know, that. If, if there's one thing WWE can do really well, it's vignettes for big moments. And so 25 years of Undertaker, the video alone is going to be good. What do you think, potentially, Shocky, yeah, what we got for yeah. the whole show? At the end of the day, it is the the draw. I mean, as much as the world title situation is important, the draw has been the 25th anniversary of The Undertaker, and it's a celebration of his career tomorrow night. So, as KB said, the video packages are going to be worth watching that show tomorrow, just simply for the nostalgia-holic in me. But, uh, you know, the the show has potential because we're, we're not thinking a whole lot of it it has potential to come up and, cer- and certainly surprise us. Yeah. yeah. Also, the other thing that it's still taking some getting used to, even though we've done this for a while now, the show is ten bucks. It's it's not like it's like you know you're dropping sixty bucks to see. Yeah. Well, get to what you fucking Rousey, pay for. That's what's to see, to see, a, to see a six minute Ronda Rousey fight, including and, entrances. Yeah. I'm about to say you're giving that a little bit too much credit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I believe you're the one that uh, that actually paid for that show last week. Hey, I'm glad I did. That was a historic thing that I fucking watched. Yeah. A historic but, thing. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, the show is ten bucks. I there's going to be enough good in there for ten bucks worth. Um, so I mean, it's the Survivor Series matches are always fun. It's my favorite. It's probably my favorite show of the year. Um, just the concept alone, the tournament. It's going to be historic. As somebody's going to be the champion. Um, it might be Sheamus, but uh, <laughs> and I love Sheamus. He's one of my favorites, but. Oh, but you know better, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that that briefcase just cripples it for me. I can't stand that concept. It's such a it's such a crutch to get them wherever they need to go. Um, but the, I think the show is going to be entertaining enough. Uh, it's not like last month where I was just dreading that pay per view all month long. Going <laughs> into it. Oh, I did that that I haven't not wanted to watch a show as much as last month's as in years. This one, I think, has potential, but I'm very, very, very cautiously optimistic. I think this this year, so we're, we're kind of let down with it, because you look at what happened last year with the, the big Survivor Series match, and it actually had meaning, you know, well, for about three weeks until the Authority came back. Yeah. But, you know, it was and still... And then Dolph Ziggler got booked into the ground uh, once again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there was still a lot of anticipation and hype, and that that match delivered. And then this year, you just don't have... You, you, there's no follow-through this year. You know, you want to make Survivor Series something special, and you don't have an elimination match with said opponents yet. It's just... It's frustrating. Well, the tournament really did throw a curveball at this. But it is good, at least there's something special on there. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, but I... I don't know, just... The big problem for me is still that tag match with, it's just, you listen to it and it's such a cool concept and then, oh yeah, it's just Undertaker and Kane fighting uh, the Wyatts. Two of the Wyatts, not all four of them, but half of them. And Strowman's so green. I, I, he's impressive, don't get me wrong, physically, but you see the way he's been taking bumps and trying yeah. to do some offense. He's just, if he's in the match with Bray, it, it just, and when you've got two 50-year-old legends, don't get me wrong, but it, it kind of puts a damper on what what you thought that match would be. Because the problem is one of those two is going to have to take the fall because unless they have Kane get pinned which I don't think they will something yeah something bad's coming out of it somehow I mean, it, does, I mean Bray or Strowman beating Kane really doesn't mean much it, it would be cool to see the Wyatts win but Kane is I think the part of the reason I don't like this is Kane is involved. It's the 20th anniversary of <laughs> Kane Undertaker. is a thing, and he's here, and I don't like it. Well, I mean, it's just with the 25th anniversary of The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, and he's got Kane with him, too. Yeah. It, it's kind of like having Edge and then Christian on the side. Like, Christian's good on his own, but I don't need to see him when Edge has just so far surpassed him. Surpassed him. It just... Yeah, it, it could be fun, but I just really, I really am tired of seeing the Wyatts get built up and then lose again and again and again when they are clearly so desperate right now for top new, heels for, yep. for top anything. I mean, like yeah. we said, like we said, if if Reigns wins and stays face, he has no one to feud with. If Wyatt beats, well, we just got done with Wyatt versus Reigns, but I mean. There's so much potential for new challengers for him. But, if he turns heel, yeah. Yeah. You know, but there's... on If you leave it like this, there's just nothing. 
And a lot it's just, it's so much of it's because they keep having to push these legends as the real stars and then Well it's be- because they are the real stars. <laughs> Nobody on the roster is a fucking real star after what how they book and what they do. That's true, unfortunately. And there's just I mean <sighs> Rollins was going along fine and then I mean even when um when they did that Sean that promo with Sean a few weeks ago that wasn't about how great Rollins was. It was about Rollins is trying to be the next Shawn Michaels. They had to make sure that Shawn is the one that stays looking great, and Rollins is just trying to be him. You are not earning marriage points right now, sir. You watch it. <laughs> well, a lot. Whenever I go on Shawn rants, it's with it's with that glare from her in yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think we all, you know, think this has a lot of potential. I think I have an idea for something that has some potential. So, since this is the first time, a special thing. I didn't warn you guys about this because I just thought of it. Um, so, this is a special deal. And we got both of you for the first time ever. We've pretty much covered and we're, you know, pre- kind of a little bit short on time. We're going to a little bit of extra segment here. Since we know what uh, Shockies, I don't, I almost just called you Kofi right now. I have no <laughs> fucking idea why. Because you are not similar to Kofi Kingston at all. Um... <laughs> Although I would love to see you with those Rastafarian dreads. <laughs> well, it would be uh, on my uh, side, <laughs> side of my head. <laughs> um, I'm gonna let you get to you two tell us all the listeners about your level of excitement and how you're feeling about fucking Star Wars that's coming up. Ooh. KB, you're a Star Wars person, aren't you? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's what I thought, and then I know Shocky, you're you're very into it. You two, you two, go ahead. Talk to each other about Star Wars. I'll sit back. I'm not. Really, I've seen them all, and I, I told told my lady the other night like we we pretty much have to go, not because you know either one of us are particularly into Star Wars, but because because you know it's it's fucking Star Wars. Because you don't want to be the one. <laughs> it's person it's fucking Star Wars. You gotta go. Like you can't just not go to Star Wars. Um, so you two go. What do you go ahead? Uh, okay. I'll let... <laughs> Uh, there's a joke about a, uh, about a lightsaber in here, about a lightsaber extending in here somewhere. Uh, I'll let Shocky figure that one out for himself. <laughs> oh, um, I got you. <laughs> okay, so you're looking forward to the film, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, we'll go yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that today, uh, 50 million already in pre-sales. And it's on pace to do 100 million before the movie even opens. That's, it's insane. That's yeah, I mean it, it's a it's an event film, and I I went and watched all three when I was in college at uh, the midnight showing. So I'll be at the first showings for these, just simply because there's going to be the asshole out there that ruins whatever the plot twist is. <laughs> so I don't want to be a victim of that. But uh, I, I'm going in cautious. I, I hype myself up way too much for it, and I'm going to come back yeah. down to earth a little bit because it's no way it will live up to those expectations. But um. I, at the end of the day, it's it's a it's still a Disney movie, so I, I can't expect it to be too crazy anymore. But uh, I'm hoping it's good. I, I'm ve- I'm gonna be very pissed off if it's not good, but <laughs> I'm, I'm very much into it, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I have faith in it. Um, it. It's I mean, people were worried that they were gonna screw up the Marvel movies, and those have been. I think you could say they've been fairly successful. <laughs> Somewhere in there, yeah, something like that. I mean, the 1.5 billion that Avengers 2 made was considered a disappointment. So, yeah, 
I guess the uh, the big question, if you're talking about box office, can that thing go after Avatar? For I forget what the worldwide, but it was somewhere around three billion. It's like two point seven. Two point seven. Yeah, and that's that's a that's huge a, number. That, that's asking a lot. I, I think we're we're safe to say it's going to beat Jurassic World this year at one point six. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars is one of those movies where it's special. There's something mythical about these movies, and having them come back again after... I mean, I like the second trilogy, but... I'm with yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Unnecessary hate on them, but... Yeah. Having them come back again, and it actually feels like the big... Like, it feels like they're returning to form with these. Um, it, it, if nothing else, it's... I do like the feeling how after Lucas said he wasn't going to make 7, 8, and 9, and it's like, that's it, it's done, and then you hear that Disney is going to make them, it's kind of like, you know, I'm okay with this. <laughs> at, at first I'll I take was, it. At first I wasn't, because I'm like, no, it's got to be George Lucas. I'm like, no, I this could work. And the, and the marketing has been brilliant. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just now they're starting to crank it up a little bit, and you have still not seen... Mark Hamill and yeah. anything and, and it's just it's going to be awesome when they finally do the big reveal oh yeah um and on a side note on a quick rant about uh for WWE and their brilliance which okay so <laughs> not even the magic of Star Wars and Disney can fucking bring <laughs> us away <laughs> okay well this one okay a couple weeks back S.H.I.E.L.D. reunited kind of for one night only this was on the same night that the star, the new Star Wars trailer premiered. Now, one might think that you would hype up S.H.I.E.L.D. reuniting instead of giving it two hours of build. It's almost... I mean, did you hear about the Star Wars trailer debuting that very night, or was it built up for days, if not weeks, in advance? I mean, they've been talking about the new Star Wars movie coming out for, what, a year or two now? And it's a month away, and people are salivating over it. They don't announce the movie and then have it debut the next day. WWE, if they would build up to stuff more, like, I don't know, announce it a week in advance instead of announcing it the same night, maybe they might draw some more people in. But just maybe... That won't trend right now, KB. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about instant Twitter reactions. The motherfuckers that are already watching, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I will never understand the logic of, yes, go right now. Go. Stop watching the show and go talk about this on your computer or your tablet or your phone, which, to be fair, is probably next to you. First thing I'll say about the, the thing is, I remember, it's one of those things where, like, we, and Shocky, you and I have discussed uh, other stuff like this in, in film, where... I remember me and my friends talking about, like, yeah, the prequel is cool, it's in the Star Wars universe, but how fucking crazy would it be if they made sequels and, like, continued it into the future past what they show in the regular Star Wars movies? And now it's, like, fucking happening. That's fucking insane. What do you guys think, where do you guys see this going plot or universe building-wise? I mean, what do you think's gonna be in the movie? What do you think's gonna happen? It depends on what they want to do with the Skywalker. If they want to keep it a Skywalker story or if they want to branch out and get away from it going forward. 
Uh, yeah. And that it just depends because they're going to be making all these uh, anthology films going forward too. Yeah, Boba Fett, baby. Yeah. So. Yeah. Are they just going to focus on getting seven, eight, nine done, and then focus on the rest of the universe, or are they going to want to continue that thing into ten, eleven, twelve? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. Yeah, it all depends on you know. The, it it is a Skywalker story at the heart of it, and yeah. I guess that's going to be the big surprise. Are these the leads in any way related to the Skywalkers? Well, I think Which, it's a fortuitous timing because you know now we're in to where the the shared the universe thing is like in vogue, where so many different things yeah. in so many different areas are trying to do it, and this was like the original. Well, besides Universal Movie Monsters, this was like the original. Like this is the shared universe fucking yeah. thing. And the cool thing is with Star Wars, there are so many, probably dozens if not hundreds of stories you could tell, just branching off of stuff. You know, and you really just have to connect it with like one character, and it's this little side story over here. And because it's outer space, you can pretty much make whatever you want. You know, and just there's, I mean, with the expanded universe, there's so many ways you can go with it, and it is cool to have a fresh set of eyes on it instead of just the George Lucas ideas, which were amazing. But it's cool to be able to go with some with a new take on it. I'm worried. The only thing I worry about is, um, are they just remaking A New Hope, the first Star Wars movie, just modernizing it? And, you know, yeah, they're continuing the story, but are they going to try to emulate the first one an awful lot? Is this going to be a big fan service film? That's what I worry about going, you know, which is cool. I'm going to probably like it, don't I? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I do want them to be able to tell their own story without paying homage to the originals too much. I think they're going to be okay. I think just the fact that there is a movie is fan service enough. Because the people <laughs> that the people that the people that are going to go and see this movie, they're going to go see it if it's Han, Leia, and Luke sitting around eating a meatball sandwich for two and a half hours. <laughs> like, oh, that's what they did. That's what they did after they defeated the fucking empire. It was just, you know, everybody was cool. They could just sit around well, I mean, and eat meatball subs for the rest of the time. It worked for the Avengers with the shawarma. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just they're gonna the fans of this movie are gonna watch it no matter what happens, and they're probably gonna watch it several times. Which was the big Star Wars trend in the first place, seeing it like what four or five times in a row. Yeah, so, I was probably guilty of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I got see, I got lucky. The first time that I ever saw it was when they re-released it in theaters for the 20th anniversary. Yeah, that's when I got to see them. Yeah. Uh, my dad took me to those, so it was yeah. just you know it was yeah. it was good to be able to see all six movies in the theater. Yeah, well, see, because I, when I I went to my uncle's house one day and he was watching Empire Strikes Back, and I had never heard of Star Wars before, and uh, he explained the concept to me real quick, and it turned out that the movies were going to be in theaters in like eight days. So, hmm. yeah, and then a buddy of mine spoiled the ending of Return of the Jedi, so. You guys are excited. Much more excited than what our feelings are for Survivor Series. But yeah, just a bit. hopefully both sides work out. I want to thank you guys for providing us with such a special, unique episode. Uh, while we're here, let's we can we can switch up this segment just a tiny bit. Um, and this is kind of off the cuff because we... Yeah. But, KB, you got a match? 
You got a match for us to go check out? Uh, I got a show for you guys to check out, which well, has a fuck. Du- which, I which guess is, do that then. I mean, it equals a... into a match. Uh, you know, obviously well, the show that it's going to be on. This is a double feature. Mm. It's one show, but it's a double main event. I figure with the whole, like, possible terrorist attack, we need something that can show you what a real conflict is like. So I'm thinking we take two monster trucks and put them on the roof of Kobo Hall. Because <laughs> America. I am talking, of course, about Halloween Havoc 1995. If nothing else, if this doesn't get you in a better mood, for the main event, once Hogan, in black war paint for whatever reason, I don't think that was ever explained. Thunder uh, in Paradise, baby! I never watched that show. Yeah. Okay, there you go. See? Uh, when he comes to the ring, and he talks about the accident that happened, which, if you haven't seen it, watch earlier in the show. Oh, well, my laugh. favorite fucking thing in the history of wrestling is, is Tony Schiavone. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker falls off the roof of a stadium! And Tony Schiavone's like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we might not have a world championship match tonight. <laughs> you fucking think? Because the guy's dead! <laughs> Anyways... When, when when Giant comes out and he looks and Hogan just looks to the camera, the look on his face, if you don't crack up at that, oh, it is funnier than Mr. Nanny. And you do not get funnier than that. Not much. Not much. And then at the end, the Giant and the Yeti uh, double hug Hulk Hogan. We'll go with that. <laughs> By the way, the show is Halloween Havoc 1995, which I forgot to mention earlier. Fucking so. A. Uh, Chalky, what about you? Oh, man. I'm going to try to figure something goofy into. Um, what was the uh, the Acolyte uh, Protection Agency Barroom Brawl Invitational? Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 2003, I believe. <laughs> because I was just thinking about the Easter Bunny. <laughs> it wasn't a match. It was just... A bunch of guys. What? What? The winner was the last person standing, or it was you? You just drunk and beat the crap out of each other, and then <laughs> whoever was left, it was, it was goofy. It was just typical WWE campiness, right there. And you have Los Conquistadores in there. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. For mine, given that it was, I mean, it already passed by earlier this week, but the last time we recorded it, it hadn't happened. We're looking at the. Uh, the 10th anniversary of the passing of Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I'm going to go Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc, 1997. Okay. I'm going to go Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, ECW, uh, something, something, something. Do you remember when the, when that show was, KB? Say the, say the match again. Dean Malenko against Eddie Guerrero in ECW. They're going away match. Uh, Hostile City Showdown, I believe? Something like that. It'll be in the ECW archives in uh, WWE Network. It won't be hard to find. Right. Um, uh, love Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Despite the crazy fucking storyline, their their ladder match they had at SummerSlam um, 2006, I believe it was. Um, fantastic match. Very entertaining. A lot of, lot of funny stuff involved there. Uh, a lot of good Eddie Guerrero stuff. A beloved character. Oh, and Eddie Guerrero, his his series of uh, fucking title matches, the bull rope match and the uh, the follow on match between Eddie Guerrero and JBL in um, the the summer after he won the belt in 2005 was was fucking excellent as well. So 
check all those out. Uh, now, before we go, one quick thing, one little trivia for you. Um, as Shocky was saying, the bunny rabbit at uh, Vengeance 2003, do you know who played that rabbit? At Vengeance 2003? Oh, that was oh. In, the, in the barroom brawl. I feel like I've heard it before, but I don't. I don't know it right now. No, on top of my head, the intellectual savior of the masses himself, <laughs> getting more TV time than he currently is. <laughs> yeah, boy, him and Curtis Axel. That was a thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best way to put it. And just move <laughs> yeah. on. Yes. So, I guess we'll we'll all, we'll all be in touch during the show tomorrow night. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we'll, we'll be on our knees regretting ruining the day that we ever doubted the WWE. I'm going to doubt that happens. Thank you guys for being on here. Thank everybody for listening. Hopefully this turns out, fulfills its potential. Probably won't. We shall see. Until next time, try to survive.